And welcome back. Half of the COVID deaths in this province linked to long-term care. That is the big headline right now. Premier Ford asked about that last hour. Have a listen. I speak from experience. You know, as I said before, my mother-in-law is over at West Park, and it breaks my heart uh, watching Carla stand outside the window in, in tears, and there's, in, there's hundreds of thousands of families in the same position wishing they could jump in there and, and help help their loved one in there. It's, uh, it's very, very difficult for, for families right now, very difficult, and, and especially when you want to help a loved one. As Carla said, put me in a you know, hazmat suit, do anything. i got to help my mother. And I've heard this story over and over again. It's, it's heart-wrenching, but we have to rely on our medical professionals, our caregivers in there, which are an absolutely incredible, unique group to, to be doing what they're doing every day, showing up, you know, holding their post per se, and uh, getting through this. So it's a very difficult uh, situation right now, Travis. All right, let's welcome in Laura Tamblin-Watt. She's the CEO of CanAge, and she joins us to discuss further here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon. Really appreciate you coming on. Good afternoon. First of all, I just want to get your take on the federal government and the announcement of some guidelines today and over the weekend for long-term care facilities, specifically that the workers should not be traveling from facility to facility. They should all be masked and regular tests uh, should happen. Uh, your take on that announcement, are you satisfied? Is that enough? No, it's not enough. In fact, we were absolutely stunned that there were no actual announcements today. We were ready to hear about the federal government transferring funds to long-term care homes to the provinces for that purpose. We were ready to hear about tax credits and grants to people who are supporting loved ones at their home, and we heard nothing about it. The guidelines had already been announced. The guidelines are already about two weeks too late. They're good. They're important but they're not at all what we need to see as a full package. All right. So without some uh, money, whether it be uh, actual cold, hard cash or tax credits, as you suggest, uh, really these facilities are in no position perhaps to put some of these guidelines into place? Yeah, the guidelines are, as I say, they're important. They recommend, and they are only recommendations, they recommend that personal support workers and other care workers only stay at one long-term care home, which makes excellent sense, except for the fact that many of these people are precarious workers. They're having to make decisions about how to feed their families. And unless they can actually get enough hours, it would be better for them in some cases to actually go on some of the benefits for unemployment insurance. Right. And I was going to get to that. So let's jump right to it. Is COVID exposing shortcomings of long-term care facilities and in particular, how we care for and treat our seniors, not only in the province of Ontario, but right across the country? Yeah. I mean, when we see that what we have to do, we need to make sure that the personal support workers have the personal protective equipment. They have the money that they need to stay in one home. And we need to know that the provinces and the territories can support these changes. Right now, the guidelines are important, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can fulfill the guidelines. Yeah. It, was it fair to say that long-term care facilities and nursing homes, senior homes, were they almost like... Uh, I don't know, a tinderbox, uh, Laura, that uh, they were just waiting for something. And in this case, it was a COVID that was uh, a spark that uh, lit this fire that we're now seeing. 
it was very much the case. We are so worried about how the long-term care home system is right now. It's being held together with bailing wire and string in some cases. And this really shows that the lack of funding and lack of support makes when crises has happened a terrible result. What needs to happen in your estimation? What is the one substantial change, uh, one big change that would have the biggest impact right now? Right now, the federal government should transfer significant funds and make sure that they have the dollars to support the guidelines. Okay, uh, but having said that, as I understand it, the federal government, it's not their jurisdiction, correct? Long-term care is a provincial matter? Yes, but it's not the responsibility of the provinces to fund everything. So they can transfer funds to the provinces as they've been doing in other circumstances. So this is what we need to see have happened right now. But if otherwise, the provinces should consider to follow the BC model where they take over the running of long-term care systems and ensure that top-off wages are made. Yeah, tell us a bit about that because uh, I think there's a lot of people listening right now who are maybe not aware of what's gone on, what's happening in BC. How have they been able to uh, cope with this? When we think about how people are coping, you know, they're coping in a number of different strategies. They're worried about the people in long-term care. They're worried about the social isolation of people who are not in long-term care but locked in their houses. And they're worried about the spike in elder abuse, which we see is about tenfold more than usual. So already about one in five seniors is subject to abuse. And we're seeing that those rates are jumping through the roof right now. So when we think about what the federal government needs to do, they need to address the whole package of seniors' issues. Yeah, specifically, though, in B.C., why is the situation there apparently so much better? What Tangibly, what are they doing? They have topped up salaries so that long-term care workers can work in only one place, and they've really taken over the running of long-term care homes. They've increased testing, and they're trying to make sure that personal protective equipment is in play. So we're seeing that B.C. has done a good job. Bonnie Henry has really taken this very seriously and responded to the initial outbreaks in Lynn Valley. We're not seeing the same thing happen necessarily in other provinces. Alberta is doing a good job. Ontario and Quebec are behind the game. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Quebec, can I get your comments on the situation uh, there? I know the police are investigating uh, one home where there is uh, 31 deaths. It's absolutely tragic. I mean, it's being called a concentration camp by people who went in to see it. People are being left without bathing, without water, without food, and essentially deserted. This is the type of tragedy that we're going to see in other circumstances if we don't take significant steps right now. I'm afraid I'm going to have to jump off. Thank you so much. Okay, Laura, we, uh, well, we will let you go. Thank you so much for your time. There's a Laura Tamlin Watts, the CEO of uh, Can Age. And again, this is just uh, an issue that uh, gets a lot of people emotional, and rightfully so, because, again, I think COVID-19 is starting to expose some of the shortcomings when it comes to long-term care in our seniors in this country. Now, police in Quebec say that they are... They've got an ongoing investigation. They're going to conduct an ongoing and thorough investigation. There are a lot of people calling for criminal charges, that criminal charges should be uh, should come down and should happen in that case uh, in Quebec. We will be watching that closely and see what uh, develops there. Uh, just here in this province, in Ontario, we heard this from uh, Doug Ford, the premier, just uh, last hour, as you heard here in Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, somebody uh, came to him with a question, I think it was Mike Crawley from CBC News, who said that he had reporting that there was a, a home that was sending out a recorded message to the kids of uh, parents who were there at the facility saying that there had been 14 cases, I believe, of uh, COVID. 
and that this was a recorded message that was coming out instead of a personal phone calls. And the premier asked whether or not that, that was acceptable or that was good enough. Now, the premier was a hesitant to uh, call out the long-term care facility, saying exactly what we we're just talking to Laura Tamlin Watts about a, a second ago, which was essentially that these facilities, they are short-staffed. They don't have proper staffing, and even the workforce they have is underpaid and is a, a workforce that has to go from facility to facility. And this is one of the big reasons why we've seen the results we have with long-term care facilities is when you've got workers traveling from facility to facility, uh, obviously they could be taking potential COVID exposure from one long-term care facility into another. Again, that they're trying to stop now the federal government with this announcement over the weekend that uh, that is no longer to take place, that everyone who works in a long-term care facility should be masked, has to be masked, and uh, they are also uh, talking about regular testing. Once again, those are just guidelines because long-term care and seniors care is a provincial matter, not a, a federal matter. And we will see uh, whether or not uh, Christian Elliott, our health minister, and the Ontario government takes those guidelines and perhaps puts a little teeth behind them and enforces them. And also uh, whether or not, as you just heard from our guest uh, just a few minutes ago, whether or not they're going to take the lead that we've seen in BC and what's going on there to really protect our seniors. Because we keep hearing time and time again from the Ford government that they're putting an iron ring, this iron ring around long-term care in our uh, seniors. But again, half, as it stands right now, half of the COVID-related deaths in this province are sadly our seniors in those in long-term care facilities.